Hello, welcome to the OK Preps Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by Barry Lewis. Uh, it's Monday, February 27th, and we've got plenty of basketball to kind of dive into. So let's let's get into it, Barry. First, let's let's do a quick look back over the weekend, and then we'll talk about this this weekend upcoming's matchups. Uh, your biggest takeaway from last weekend was what? That three of the four 6A boys regional hosts lost. So as in contrast to the 5A boys regional hosts who all four of them won, they swept. So um, it was a tough Saturday night to be a regional host in 6A East. I mean, what, do you chalk that up to anything or is that just how the, how the ball bounced? Just uh, there are a lot of close matchups and um, I think that's just the way the ball bounced, although we'll get into more of this later. You had one regional host, Booker T, where a lot of people thought Owasso should have been the regional host. Right. So Owasso winning that game wasn't necessarily a surprise. Okay. All right. Well, let's look ahead to uh, this weekend's games. A lot, a lot of good games involving area teams. Let's start with BA Owasso. They're going to play for the third time this year, uh, 6 p.m. Friday, and that's at Sepulpa, correct? Yes. Okay, so B.A. obviously undefeated. Owasso's on this late season surge. B.A. won the two previous meetings, both of them close games. Uh, how do you see this weekend shaking out? Well, Broken Arrows answered every challenge this year. They won a bunch of close games. So when they've been challenged, they've responded. And uh, as you said, they've met Owasso twice, and each time they've won by four points. Uh, the second time they had the rally from a big deficit in the second half to beat Owasso. So there's not, so even though Broken Arrow's 24-0 and Owasso's 16-8, it's almost like you can throw out those records in a sense when you're talking about, normally you talk about 24-0 team against 16-8, you think, hey, Broken Arrow should be like a 12-point favorite. Um, that's not the case. I mean, it's probably going to be a four-point game again. They can go either way. Owasso's got a lot of momentum. They're also young. So, you know, two of their key players are freshmen. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a great game. So if you had to pick one team, who would you pick? In that game, even though I'm one of those who say it's really tough to beat a good team three in a row like this, uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to give Broken Arrow the edge. Okay. Let's Connor, talk Connor Dow is – quietly the Oklahoma State signee. For an Oklahoma State signee, he's quietly having a really, really good year, and uh, he doesn't have to score a ton for them. So I just think that uh, in the end, he might be the difference. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Owasso's Gabe Patterson for a minute. He had a pretty good game on Saturday night, and I'll just let you take it from there. He was kind of, he, he kind of, I hate to say step up, but that's what he did. He kind of stepped up at a big time. 6'4", junior, had 15 points and nine rebounds. Uh, he was hurt early in the year and it's really just sort of come on late. And he gives Owasso that little bit extra. Came up with some clutch boards down the stretch and just he set the tone early and then made some big free throws late. So when you throw him into the mix, considering it, into what you consider they already have with mm -hmm. Jalen Montanati, best freshman in the state, and then you've got another very talented freshman guard, Bowden Williams, senior point guard, E.J. Lewis, and uh, Brandon Mann, who's really having 
sort of an under the radar season inside. He has really been very good from the get go this season, from the season opener when he scored 30 at Jake's. Uh, it's this Owasso team has a lot of potential. So that's why I say this game against Broken Arrow, you can pretty well throw out the records. It's pretty much a toss up. Yeah. Um, and, and you've kind of alluded to it a little bit, Barry, but we should point out Owasso's kind of been on this late season surge for, for quite a quite a long time now. They I think they've won, what, 13 of their last 15. Yes, and uh, one of those losses was to Broken Arrow. Maybe both of them were to – I think just one of them were to Broken Arrow. But, I think uh, the other was to Bixby, wasn't it? Yes, you're right. I was there for that one, and that was by <laughs> – that was the game that went down to the wire. So, um, yeah, so Wasp was just getting better and better. And uh, they're definitely a team to watch. So the winner of that game automatically goes to state and the loser still has a chance to get there through the loser's bracket, correct? Yes, and they will be playing the winner of, and this is going to be a tough matchup too. I mean, this is a tough area tournament. They're going to have to play the Bixby Putnam North winner. Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's a real surprise that they're playing in an elimination game, but it's tough. it was tough being a regional host Saturday night. So lo and well, behold, right. they're, they're playing in an elimination game instead of a winner's bracket game. And uh, wow, what really good team isn't going to make it to, you know, to... Uh, Saturday night, even one really good team is going to have its season end on Friday. It sort of reminds me last year because I thought Owasso was a real team to watch late in the season last year, and uh, they didn't make it past that area tournament Friday night. They got caught up in a bad matchup on Friday night and lost, and uh, they had a really good team last year. So Bixby and Putnam North, they're both in a similar situation this year. Uh, how do they each of them come back after losing really heartbreaking in heartbreaking fashion on mm -hmm. Saturday night? So who do you like in that game? I I thought Bixby. I've seen Bixby a lot this year, or a lot recently at least, and uh, haven't really seen Putnam North, and I haven't seen them in person. Um, I just really have liked the way Bixby's been playing. Parker Fredrickson's having a super year. So I'll go with the team I know, Bixby. All right, let's stay in 6A, Barry, and talk about uh, Booker T. Washington versus uh, Union. That game is Friday at Kellyville. Uh, that's also an elimination game, correct? Yes, uh, really interesting elimination game. They they started the season against each other, and one of them's going to end the season <laughs> against that op their opponent. Um, Booker T won the opener and then the two teams met a few weeks ago at Union game went into overtime great game and Union prevailed in that one so um, again it's a case where one really good team is going to be going home I'm going to give I guess I'm going to give Booker T a slight edge again it's a toss-up game yeah, I think this is another game that has potential to go into overtime. Uh, but I, I th I'll give Booker T a slight edge. Although, okay. I will say, when Union 
as it did late in the Southmore game in the regional opener Friday, they can just get the ball into Big E, seven-foot Eric Madrid consistently and just pound it and pound it and pound it. He's pretty close to unstoppable. Yeah. All right, Barry, let's take a real quick break, and we'll come back with some 5A talk. All right, Barry, in 5A, we got uh, top-ranked Memorial. They've, they've done what Memorial does, you know, this year. Uh, against number four, Hale, 20-4 and four, Hale. That game is Friday at Jinx. Winner goes to state. Loser has to kind of work their way back. How do you see that one breaking down? <laughs> These teams have played two games that have gone down to the wire this year. They opened the season against each other, went to overtime. Memorial needed the last second shot to send it in overtime. And that was really sort of the statement, even though Hale lost that night. That was a statement Hale made that say, hey, we're going to have our best season in 25 years. Um, and then the teams played on February 6th. Hale got off to a big lead in that game. Memorial came back and won by three. So this game is probably going to be another one possession game. It has that potential. Uh, it's tough to pick against Memorial just because they've been there, done that. They've got the experience. Um, so I would give Memorial the edge over Hale. But uh, what a season it's been for the Hale Rangers. Well, I was just thinking that, Barry. What I mean, and, and how impressive would it be if they knock off top-ranked Memorial and and qualify for state? That'd be that'd be a really nice story. That'd really be the way to do it. And um, one thing for, and I've talked with coaches about this at all levels, all classifications. It is so tricky. I'm thinking about Hale in this situation going against a blockbuster matchup against Memorial, but I'm also thinking this: you could apply to Owasso Broken Arrow. Um, that you get all caught up in a game that looks like a toss-up game Friday night. And, you know, you go in as a regional champion. So you've got, you go into this weekend, two games to win one, two mm -hmm. chances to win one potentially if you need it. So, but it is the worst thing that can happen to a team is for it to be all spent on Friday night and lose. And then you got to come back Saturday. I haven't done any studies on this, but I would say like at all classifications, I was just talking to a, a coach about this about an hour ago on the phone, uh, who's in this situation this week, who's got two chances to win one, about the strategy on that Friday night. Like, or if your team falls behind 15 or 20 points in the fourth quarter, when do you pull the guys out? Keeping in mind, you don't want to exhaust yourself on Friday night. You still got another chance to win Saturday. I, there haven't been any studies on this. So I don't have any stats to back this up, but I would say that regional champions only win about half the time on Saturday night against team coming through the losers bracket, just because usually the team coming through the losers bracket. They, they're coming off a win on Friday. And, um, and especially in the lower classifications, they're also getting more, they also have more rest in 2A, 3A, and 4A. They're, they played a, in the afternoon Friday as opposed to um, their opponent uh, playing in the winner's bracket games played on Friday night. So I think maybe it's even more exaggerated in 4A, 3A, and 2A, the advantage of coming, the team that's coming through the loser's bracket has an advantage in that Saturday night game. So 
there's so much strategy goes that goes into uncertainty. When do you wave the white flag on Friday if you fall way behind and don't exhaust your players? Because you do have another game you've got to get ready for. I've seen teams just totally wiped out that have lost that Friday game. They gets they've been so invested in that and understandably so, but then they don't have anything left on Saturday uh, when you've got another chance to get to state. So it can be tough. We talked about it's tough to be, it was a tough being a regional host in 6A East boys last week. It can be tough being a, a, uh, a regional champion when it comes to area tournaments sometimes. Yeah, that's an interesting point, Barry. I hadn't really, hadn't really thought of that because they're not, I mean, maybe for some holiday tournaments or whatnot, but they're, you know, typically they play Tuesday night and Friday night. They're just, you know, on one hand, they're young kids and you figure they can bounce back pretty quick, but they're, you know, playing back-to-back nights is not something they're used to doing. Yeah, I remember back in 2012, um, Union and Booker T uh, played a classic, I think it was a triple overtime game. And um on that in, in the area tournament championship game, I think this was Shea Seals last year as Booker T's head coach. And they were definitely one of the, I think that was like a battle. Arguably those were two of the top three teams in the state, no doubt about it. In the next night, Booker T's coming back off that triple overtime game. And you could see the players have no legs on them. I mean, they're coming back, and it wasn't even a close game. You talk about a team that's one of the best in the state. They had nothing left the next night after losing on Friday night. So um, sometimes it's not – if you're going to lose on on Friday night, it's not necessarily the worst thing if you lose, like, by 12 or 15 points and uh, you don't spend all your energy in that game. Yeah. All right, Barry, the last game that we'll break uh, break down, we'll stay in 5A, uh, another TPS school, Edison. Uh, they're ranked second, taking on uh, third-ranked Holland Hall. Both have four losses on the season. That game's Friday at Catoosa. Uh, how do you see that one? Edison was one of those teams last year that was a regional champion, just like they are this year, and they wound up on the Friday night playing Memorial in the area championship game, and they – they spent too much. I mean, they played Memorial, gave Memorial one of its toughest games of the season, but it came at a cost. So that was really satisfying for Edison and very impressive, but it came at a cost to Edison because they didn't have a lot in the tank the next night. So uh, against the team, it in a lot of cases, it probably, they should have beaten. So again, Edison, Holland Hall, very interesting matchup. Um, Michael Parrish, Edison's head coach, uh, against Teddy Owens, Holland Hall's head coach. Mike um, Teddy Owens was once an assistant under on for Michael Parrish at Edison a long time ago, about twenty years ago. So, um, both of them. Um, this is almost a toss-up game too. I'm going to give Edison a little bit of an edge against Holland Hall. Uh, Holland Hall moving up this year to five A. I just think Edison's just a little bit better, but it's, again, it should be a really close game at Catoosa. All right. Do you know which games you're going to be at this weekend, Barry? Right now, well, I need to talk with um, Mr. Bill Haston, (laughs) see where he wants to go. But uh, 
right now, I think I'm leaning towards, because I was at 6A last weekend, I'm probably going to be at 5A this weekend. Okay. At least on Friday night. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about or should we leave it there for this week? Uh, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, of course, uh, want to remind everyone, the girls, a lot of great girls action on um, on Thursday night, this week too. They start on Thursday. Their area tournament games start Thursday. Boys are on Friday. Uh, girls are Thursday night and Saturday afternoon. Boys on Friday night, Saturday night. And I had a really neat moment. Um, I saw a classic game, uh, Booker T girls beat Jinx girls on Saturday afternoon. And uh, it was such a roller coaster game. Great game. Booker T scores the last eight points to win. And Ryan Mayberry hit the game winning three <laughs> for Booker T. And I was just thinking, she's a sophomore. And I was just, and all of a sudden I had flashbacks when I remember talking to her dad, Lee, the first time when he was a sophomore. It back in 1985 when I was at the mm -hmm. Tulsa Tribune. So here I am 38 years later <laughs> talking to his youngest daughter, Ryan, um, after she hit, hit the winning shot. So I thought that was a pretty cool moment for me personally. Uh, so, I mean, it was a great game. Booker Jenks, uh, uh, Jill Tweehouse just had an amazing game for Jenks. And uh, the Booker T and Jenks girls have played four incredibly classic games this season so if they were to wind up meeting for a fifth time in the state tournament it would be quite the game to watch yeah yeah for sure so all right um, state tournaments want to remind everyone class yeah. a and b state tournaments are this week at um, the big house in oklahoma city uh starting with class a on wednesday all games are at the fairgrounds there so uh no sub sites and uh, class in the state tournaments for 6A, 5A, 4A, 3A, and 2A are next week. Um, 4A, 3A, 2A are in Oklahoma City, 6A and 5A at OU in a different and in something that's different this year. We can talk more about this next week. Um, there are no subsites in 6A and 5A. It's all at Lloyd Noble. Let's okay. That's that's good, right? That's a good thing. Uh, I think overall it's good. There, there are advantages and disadvantages to this scheduling, but I think overall, I think it's a good thing for those who have made the state tournament to be able to say that they made it to the big arena, whether it's yeah. the big house or Lloyd Noble, instead of playing in just, quote, even though it may be really nice, just, quote, another high school arena. You want the state tournament experience to be special. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Good point. All right. So we'll look forward to all that coverage this weekend. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking us out. You can download us for free at Google, Apple, or Spotify. And Barry, we'll, uh, we'll talk again next Monday. All right. Thanks.